your number one source for election coverage and analysis. This is Gerard at Large. It is 24 minutes after the hour here on the Gerard at Large radio show. And we're pleased to be in studio with Ward 8 Aldermanic candidate John Cataldo. He's a newcomer to politics. Surprised many with his strong showing in the primary back on September 19th. He came clear out of nowhere to place a strong second behind a, uh, well, a big political name in the South End. That would be Betsy DeVries, a former alderman and state senator representing Ward 8 and beyond. And he knocked off Eddie Sapienza, who uh, had run against Tom Katsiantonis just two years ago. He had a healthy margin over Sapienza, in fact. So we're here to, uh, in the closing days of this campaign, find out what John Cicaldo stands for and what he'll do if elected alderman in Manchester's South End. By the way, this segment brought to us by Mayor Ted Gatsis. He says Manchester is undergoing a renaissance and he's come up with a 12-point blueprint to harness the city's new energy. It starts with, I will veto any budget that breaks the tax cap and will fight vigorously to keep your tax rate from skyrocketing. The mayor also wants to tackle the opioid crisis, or I should say continue to tackle it. He says the next step is identifying safe, affordable recovery housing within the city. Learn more about the mayor's 12-point plan at tedgatzis.com slash plan. That's tedgatzis.com slash plan. Good morning, John. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Welcome to the Dread at Large radio show. Good to be here. See, now it's official you've been welcomed to the show because I'm asking the questions. <laughs> I know you've been on uh, in my absence, so it's good to uh, good to have you. So, John, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about who you are personally and professionally, and then we'll get into why you ran and how you see the race in the city. Yeah, sure. So uh, um, I grew up in uh, Goffstown, but I went to school here in Manchester. Um, and How do you grow up in Goffstown and go to school in Manchester? Yeah, I, I went to the Catholic schools here in Manchester. Uh, and Or, well, I say here in Manchester, but we're, we're in Goffstown or that gray area of Pernardville. <laughs> uh, Jacques, by the way, is uh, close to my heart. I have some history. Uh, so it's, it's, it's great to be up above Jacques because yeah. my little league team in Goffstown was uh, Jacques' flower shop, and we won the championship. Oh, uh, very nice. Yeah. Well, you know, it, people walk in here and they say it's the best-smelling radio station they've ever been to because <laughs> you get all the flowers. Yeah, <laughs> and, and also uh, in, at Trinity in, in high school when I played football, uh, Adam Gobbau uh, uh, oh, coached. Yeah, yeah so, so it's good to be back here or, or to be here. Well, I didn't realize Adam was a football coach. Yeah, I don't know if he's doing it anymore, but he he was, hmm. um, and so so yeah. And then my parents, when I was a senior in high school, moved us to Manchester Ward Eight, and um, uh, you know been there ever since. And uh, went to St. Anselm College, stayed local, majored in biology. Uh, always in in my in growing up, uh, my family in school, uh, college, uh, you know, service, volunteer work was something that was really. Uh, uh, you know, stressed as important and, and uh, to give back. And so after college, I did a year of volunteer work with the Jesuit Volunteer Corps. In, uh, ah, the Jebbies. Yes. I'm uh, a Boston College grad, so I get the Jesuits. Yes, yes. Well, St. A's was uh, Benedictine, so I uh, had to, you know, my, get the special dispensation from my dad to uh, to do you know do the Jesuit Volunteer <laughs> Corps. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, it, it was great. It was a great experience. I... Um, 
got to learn the culture on the Northern Cheyenne Reservation and mentor the students there at the school, St. Liberty Indian School, and um, and and just you know overall really good experience and have uh, lasting relationships to this day. And and then when I got back, um, I got married uh, to my wife Gabby. Uh, she went to West, and I know it's your alma mater, right? Class of nineteen eighty seven, thirty yeah. years this year, and uh, you know, basically been in and around Manchester. We, we live in Ward Eight. Uh, we have two little girls now. Um, Olivia, she's four, and Caroline is one. Um, and I work at I work locally, which I'm very proud to say. Uh, I was very excited when the opportunity came to um, take a job in Manchester at a new brewery called Great North Hail Works. And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and so we've been open a, a couple of years now, and um, it's been a, a, just a great experience being there from uh, day one and, and seeing it grow and uh, expanding. And uh, I do quality control there. Uh, and <laughs> yes, I, I. So is that like that episode from Cheers where Norm gets the job at the you know the Budweiser Brewery or not? All he has to do is sample beer all day long. <laughs> he screws it up. Certainly, I I feel like I have the greatest job. I'm sure everybody thinks that, um, but it's not. It's no, not no. all <laughs> tasting beer. No, no. Uh, there's there's a, there's a lot of science involved, which is what I was excited about with my bio degree. Um, really, and, and you yeah, make sure that. The bacteria are fermenting at the right temperature. You got it. The yeast and, and all of that. Um, I used to do a little home brewing. Great. Um, so, so you know, with that, um, certainly the, the, the quality control background, I think, will uh, be useful on the board. Uh, I, what, the way I explain it is, you know, in my job, uh, I have to think ahead. I have to uh, look, at, look at potential flaws in the system and, and prevent them from ever becoming a problem at all. Uh, and so I see, I see a lot of ways to put that to use on the board, uh, some, some, some better planning, you know, planning ahead and trying to avoid things ever becoming an issue in the first place. Gotcha. All right. So taking all of that, you decide you're going to not only run for public office this time out, but you're going for what are one of the bigger prizes in the race, an aldermanic chair. Uh, what prompted you to run? A uh, couple of things. Uh, one was I, I felt like we we deserve better representation in the ward. Um, uh, the the current alderman, you know, even before the tax uh, evasion issues, uh, I felt like wasn't always showing up for uh, votes. You know, missing too many meetings, things like that. Yeah, he does take a lot of trips to Greece. Yeah, and so I just felt like uh, we d- we could we could use better representation, um, and and also uh, in in. In related to to that to the to representation, um, you know, as a member of the younger generation, uh, thirty one, uh, with a young family, I saw on the board there there really wasn't much of that, uh, especially once uh, Alderman Pappas left, uh, and I felt like you know we needed we needed representation on the board for uh, younger families. It's something that you hear a lot of uh, people talking about trying to attract ways to you know how do we how do we keep uh, young families in the city or attract them to the city. Mm-hmm. We have an aging population throughout the state um, and in the city. And, um, y- you know, so I think I could I could certainly bring a great perspective uh, and a new perspective to the board. Gotcha. Yeah, we hear a lot of this talk about, you know, we need to we need to retract, or, you know, attract or retain our young people. Um, you know, it seems to me that that's a pretty simple proposition, actually. It's called have jobs that they want. And and I should also add to that, uh, keep taxes low. 
uh, we lived in Derry for a little bit, and the taxes were astronomical. And as soon as we uh, bought the house in Manchester, uh, it was amazing our monthly payment, how much that came down. Uh, not to say that there isn't work to be done here in Manchester, but um, it was certainly an, a, a factor in our in our decision to move to Manchester, and I think that that would be uh, a, a large factor in a lot of other young families deciding to move to Manchester. Right. Well, no, and and I think I think that's part of it too. Affordability. You know, the the funny thing is, is every time someone runs and says, "Oh, this group deserves a break," because it's just it's like this whole thing taking place in Congress. Right. One of the president's proposals on the tax reform is to eliminate the deduction that people get for paying income taxes to other states. Well, if you're reducing the amount of income tax, uh, federal income tax that those people pay because of the amount of state income tax they pay, that means we here in New Hampshire, uh, who have no income tax, have to pay more taxes. Uh, so we're subsidizing them, right? So everybody forgets uh, they're running around. Not that you know, 80 year old ladies don't deserve to have a break on their taxes if they can't afford their home. I'm certainly not in the Chris Herbert camp, but. People often forget, the, you know, the times in their lives where they were raising their how many ever kids, you know, it had the mortgage payment, the car payments, the credit card debt, all of the stuff that comes with uh, raising a family and student loans for student loans. For I mean, where, where's the tax break for them? <laughs> in fact, everybody gets a tax break but them. And so it just keeps piling on and piling on. So taxes are obviously a big issue. Yes. Now, uh, you've done a fair amount of door to door. I think it's safe to say. Yes, I have. Is that what you're hearing from people? Taxes, taxes, taxes? Yes. That's the number one issue uh, that gets brought up. Uh, people are fed up with the constant override of the tax cap. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they they see their, their taxes continuing to rise, and, and they want it to stop. Right. Um, so certainly taxes are a big issue, and then close second. And I think it depends on maybe the ward you're in. In, in Ward 8, you know, taxes number one uh, that I hear, and, and like I said, a very close second, uh, the the drug crisis, uh, you know, in public safety goes along with that. All right. So let's talk about the tax cap because I was reading uh, as this, you know, and for people who are looking for today's installment of the union leader questionnaire, it won't happen because for some reason they didn't publish it today. I did not see it. So I think they have 10 words, 10, 11, and 12, and they have the mayor's race left in the at-large races. So, and yes, I did submit, even though I am not opposed, I did submit my uh, answers to the questions. So your position on the tax cap, as I recall reading it, I believe yesterday, was you don't support a tax cap override except for public safety. And, and I have to admit, I kind of went, yeah, what, what does that mean? So what does it mean to override the tax cap, quote, for public safety in the world of in the, in the mind of John Cataldo? <laughs> yes. Uh, you don't want to go too deep into the mind of John Cataldo, by the way. It reminds me, well, years ago, and, and you're probably, you're no doubt too young to remember this, but years ago there used to be this uh, TV show called Inside Herman's Head. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I, don't I used that. to love to watch that show. It was funny. It, it had four little people living inside this guy's head. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, so... One was a construction worker. I forget what the other was, but one was uh, one was a woman, and I think the woman was Julia Louis Dreyfus. Riot. The, yeah. the movie was the, the TV show was hysterical. Anyway, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to uh, you know, clarify. Clarify, yes, uh, because other other candidates um, sort of I think have a distorted view of of that, and um, mine is uh, to be more specific. 
in the ca- only in the case of um, say some sort of catastrophe or natural disaster that mm-hmm. requires the full response of right. multiple departments in the city. So a pay raise is not uh, no. something that you would override the tax cap for in the name of public safety. No. Thank you. That, that's so, correct. Ongoing operational budget kind of stuff that everyone should plan for and see coming does not constitute a public safety emergency requiring the the override of the tax cap. Right. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break now for traffic, weather, and sports, so I don't have to interrupt the um, next question and or answer. You are listening to the Draw Large Radio Show. We're in studio with John Cataldo, candidate for Alderman in Ward 8. We'll be back right after this.